This dude who looks like he's running his fifth game in a row at Lifetime Fitness. Frankly, I have absolutely no idea who Grand Canyon's best player is, nor am I going to look it up. That guy obviously saying something he's never done before. I got no idea what I'm doing right now. What's happening, everybody? You all should be very excited. Only one more episode to go until I get to tell you that story of why I said this guy telling us something he's never done before, as you heard right there in the intro. Uh, that comes in in just a couple of days. Uh, we're, we're two games away from the Final Four, so we're going to have a Final Four podcast, which is going to be half analysis and half me just you know sharing stories of my favorite experiences at the last couple of Final Fours. None better than that story. That's as good as I've got. That comes your way in just a couple of days. Today, it's about golf. A little golf for a week and change out from the Masters, the prestigious Valero Texas Open this week. I know we're all gearing up for that. Now, really, this is uh, this is something that I've I've talked about doing for the last uh, couple of episodes, and and it's come to fruition. Now we're going to talk uh, Ricky Fowler and what the heck has happened to what used to be a guy who you just penciled in for a top 20 in a major every single time out, and now you're just penciling in for a missed cut. Um, I wrote a lot about Ricky this morning, and uh, you know this is going to be uh, not the same as that. We're going to spend a little bit more time on different aspects of that article, but I invite you all to read that. There's a lot of stuff in there as far as statistics go that I won't go crazy into with this. This will just be more, you know, opinion, which is the point of a podcast, I suppose. But um, that's on McCannSports.net right there at the top. Can Ricky Fowler find it? And that's a good question. So as we as we enter this now, what day is this? Tuesday. So we've got, you know, a week until the Masters. Pretty much nine days until they begin in Augusta. And Ricky Fowler is in all likelihood not going to be there, which is kind of amazing. So let's set the stage for you. He's played so bad lately. Um, He's not qualified. He is playing this weekend and in the Texas Open and he needs to win if he's going to uh, head to Augusta next week. And the chances of him winning are not good seeing as he does not have a finish better than like 20th this entire season. And that was in LA. So that was at least a month ago, the Genesis now. Um, And, you know, it's just kind of, it's been trending this way for Ricky for a little bit of time. And full disclosure, you know, I think that for those of us who watch a lot of golf, you, you pick a player who you like and you root for him, right? And everybody loves Tiger Woods. And if you don't like Tiger Woods... Congratulations, you're unique. Um, so everyone likes Tiger, and when Tiger's in contention, you know, that's better for everyone involved. Certainly better for golf. Um, you know, and then a couple of years ago, Jordan Spieth bursts onto the scene, and, you know, he's winning a bunch, and he's this, you know, he's this polite, personable kind of kid, and, you know, my wife loved him, so therefore I didn't really like him. And I like Jordan more than I did a couple of years ago, but... Um, I never got into the Spieth mania back in 2015 and and uh, 2016 and 2017. So when he was winning all those majors, and there were more than one, um, 
I was, you know, angry because my guy was Ricky Fowler. And Ricky Fowler in 2014, which is really where we're going to start here, was, you know, the best player who couldn't win, right? There's always one of them, the guy who is so solid every week, yet it just seems like he can't break through. Right now, coincidentally enough, that appears to be Jordan Spieth. He's, you know, he has returned from his, you know, mass exodus from golf's good graces and has come out the other side, which is impressive because that's exactly now what Ricky Fowler has to do. So let's, let's take it back to 2014. Um, Fowler goes top five in all four majors. And that was back, you know, before they realigned the schedule. So that was masters first, then us open, then open championship and then PGA. And at the time, he was the third player ever to do that. Go top five, all four majors, one single season. The other two are the only two that matter in this game, Tiger and Jack. And I think they'd each done it twice. And of course, they would have each won at least one of those majors that they finished in the top five. And Fowler did not. So he plays all four majors in 2014 um, in the top five. It closes at Valhalla. And that classic, we're running out of daylight, so Rory McIlroy is going to tee up into Fowler and Mickelson on the 72nd hole of a major. That is not exactly the time where, you know, you've got three guys trying to win here that you say, ah, it's a little dark. Come on, Rory, just play up. Because that's a massive advantage for McIlroy. He gets to see what Mickelson and Fowler have done playing together as opposed to if he's behind him. And you're guessing based off a crowd reaction and... um. It's harder. So Rory wins. He hasn't won a major since. Um, Mickelson at that moment in time, what was that, seven years ago? So he's, you know, low 40s. And at that point, you know, you're taking what you can get from Phil and you're saying, this is great. And I hope he continues it. But, you know, we're not sure how many times he's going to do this again. And then you have Ricky, who just finished his, you know, his fourth major of the year in the top five. Um, has been playing really good golf, and you just say, all right, this guy is about to become the American superstar. Because at that time, you know, Dustin Johnson was a good player, but still without a major. Brooks Kepka was not, you know, he was coming up still, probably playing in Europe a little bit over there still. Jordan Spieth is is not on the scene crazily, um, although it was obviously coming for Spieth very quickly. So you looked at Fowler and you said, here's this guy who for the next 10 years can be the American stalwart, right? The guy who's going to be in all the majors. He's going to be a big time Ryder Cup player. And that was great because, you know, we got that little taste of it. That was Rory and Ricky. And I know Phil was in there as well. But, um, you know, that was one of those previews where you say, you know, I could see uh, I could see McElroy and Fowler in a singles match at the Ryder Cup for the next 15 years. Probably not, but certainly the next 10, and it just hasn't happened that way for Fowler for whatever reason. And I think that it's worth looking into the why. And the stats for Ricky Fowler are, for the most part, his stats off the tee have never really been amazing, right? In 2016, he was 18th in strokes gained off the tee. That's, That's pretty damn good. But, you know, for the most part, 2013, he was 71st, 2014, he was 50th, 2015, you know, he was 76th, 2017, he was 38th, 18, he was 55th, you know, 1955th, 2066th, 
Right now, he's 78th. So he hovers right around the, you know, the middle of the pack in terms of PGA Tour guys with strokes gained off the tee. But it was the putting for Ricky Fowler that, that separated him. And when I really got into golf, probably not long after Fowler's run in 2014, I wanted to, you know, become a better putter. So I copied Ricky and it's helped me a lot. Uh, you know, that the feet are are barely apart. You know, he's standing pretty straight up. He's not bent down a lot. And he had just that quiet, quiet stroke that it just always seemed to go in. Big putts, you know, he made them. And there was that poll that came out right after those those uh, four top five finishes that said Fowler was an anonymous tour poll, was the most overrated player along with Ian Poulter. Which makes no sense. Because how you finish top five in four straight majors and then have your peers vote you overrated you know that that rubbed me the wrong way then it still rubs me the wrong way now yet now it looks a lot better than it did then because immediately in the aftermath of that he goes and wins the players championship right he has this dominant and we're still talking Fowler he has this dominant Sunday where you know he he charges on the back nine, he birdies seventeen, and if you know anything about the Players Championship, seventeen, of course, the Island Green, the Sunday Pin is always tucked. Well, not always, but most often tucked on that you know that right side to the right of the bunker in front. It is just it's treacherous if you want to take it on because if you miss right, you're wet, and if you miss short, you're wet. If you miss long, you're wet, and if you miss left, you have really you know I don't know what the percentages are on putts from. 30 feet and out on Sunday at the 17th green at Sawgrass, but they're not good. So Fowler takes dead aim in regulation, sticks a birdie, and sticks a birdie on 18. So he gets himself into a playoff with Sergio and Kiz. Ain't no hobby, boys. Um, gets a, into a playoff with Sergio and Kiz, and, and it's a three-hole playoff at the players. And it might have been the first time they ever did that. But he goes up at 17 and sticks another one. Puts it right next to the pin, makes another birdie, wins the Players' Championship. And if there's anything that is just a giant you-know-what to the rest of the tour after calling you overrated, go win the Players' Championship. I imagine that felt pretty darn good. Pretty, pretty good for Ricky Fowler. He's won three times since then. One in 15, one in 17, one in 19. And, you know, they're not bad wins. And I think that's the part that everyone, you know, we, we take for granted with Ricky Fowler. Sure, he's only won five times on tour. He won at Quail Hollow, his first win. He won at Sawgrass. He won the Deutsche Bank, which is, you know, over Henrik Stenson by a stroke. By the way, so his first three wins, the runner-up, McElroy Garcia Stenson. Those are three European Ryder Cup major champions. He wins the Honda Classic at PGA National in 17, and then he wins at Phoenix. So if you're going to win a bunch of non-majors, the players, the Honda, Wells Fargo, and the Phoenix Open, that's a pretty good pretty good list. But obviously the major never came. And I mentioned the stats, and I want to go back to it, because I said, you know, Ricky was a, a putter. He was the guy. He was number one on tour, strokes gained putting in 2017. In 2017, he had 15 top 20 finishes, no worse than tied 22nd at a major, and that was at the Open. He tied for 11th at Augusta, he tied for 5th at the U.S. Open, he tied for 5th at the PGA. And this is 2017, when he led 
the tour in strokes gained putting. So, you know, at least a, a correlation there, one of his best seasons. Let's go to 2019. You know, he's 13th in stroke gain putting. Not bad at all. He missed two cuts the whole 18-19 season. 12 top 20 finishes, including that win at Phoenix. He tied second at uh, at PGA National that year. And played the Tour Championship, where I hear they give away a lot of money. Um, right now, Ricky Fowler is 176th in strokes gained putting. 175 players, in theory and in reality, right now, are better putters than Ricky Fowler. And that, to me, of all the issues that Fowler has to fix, and there are several, of all the issues, that's unbelievable. Someone who was as good of a putter, and not just a good putter, a good clutch putter. He made some big-time putts where you know that the knees are just a little wobbly. For him to be 176th in strokes gain putting right now, is it's, you know, I really, I don't want to say like, oh, that's embarrassing because the reality is that Ricky Fowler could go out there left-handed and beat most weekend warriors. Still, you give me a hundred rounds with Ricky Fowler right now, I lose a hundred of them. So, you know, I don't want to be overly critical and say it's an embarrassment that he's 176th in strokes gained putting, but comparing him to other PGA Tour players and comparing his resume and some of the things that he's accomplished in this game... For him to be 176th in putting, that's where I would start if I were him, which I'm not. But if I were, that's where I'd go. That's got to get better. And, you know, Fowler is never a guy who was, uh, you know, going to take the Bryson DeChambeau route and just bomb it over trees and whatever. He's a good driver of the ball. Hits Cobra. Respect. Team Cobra. Um, but, you know, he, he beats you on the green. He beats you around the green, which his numbers around the green are not terrible. But to think that, you know, he doesn't have a finish better than 20th this year. And the restart last year, when, when golf came back from COVID, the restart, I don't know how you can say anything other than it really hurt him. He played eight tournaments after the restart last year to the end of the season and missed four cuts. So golf is a game as... Anyone who's ever played it knows that if you don't have confidence in your ability, it's going to be a long day. Long day. Might as well reach for some, you know, swing juice if you've got no confidence. Because you're not going to find it randomly. You know, Jordan Spieth, who I touched on earlier, is a guy who I'm studying if I'm Ricky. And granted, Jordan Spieth hasn't won yet. You know, everyone says, oh, Jordan's back. Jordan's coming back. He's back. He's he's you know making Sundays exciting. He's talking to his ball. It's all well and good, fantastic. Well, he hasn't won in almost four years still. But the thoughts around Jordan Spieth are all positive right now, whereas the thoughts around Ricky Fowler are all negative. And what you know why that is, whether people are angry that he you know my dad always says the same thing. Ricky Fowler's got the best agent in golf. He's in the commercials. Sir Nick Faldo's weighing in. And by the way, we will always refer to uh, those who have been knighted by the Queen as Sir on this program. So that's Sir Nick Faldo, um, who said, you know, of course, uh, a couple of weeks ago that 
Uh, if Ricky's not playing in the Masters, he can shoot, you know, six commercials that week. And everyone freaked out, and it's 2021, so, yeah, all right. That's kind of mean, I guess. And I think that, you know, Sir Nick probably realized that, and he came out and, and did a little Twitter video and said that, you know, he's really good friends with Ricky, and he's trying to challenge him. And, and Fowler was asked about it and said, you know, all the right things. And I think if you're looking for uh, a sign that it will be okay, I think Ricky is saying the right things. And at this moment in time, when you can't play well, you better talk well. You better not get up there and just say, yeah, I don't know what the issue is. Uh, it's it's really weird. I don't know. what." You know, he knows he's going through swing changes. He's doing the work. I hope Ricky Fowler comes back. Not for myself, but because golf is much better when Ricky Fowler is in contention in big tournaments. It's just more exciting. It's more exciting because love him or hate him, if you follow golf, you have an opinion on him. And that's what makes golf great. These guys, you know, as good as it is to see a Monday qualifier come through and play well and win, golf's more fun when it's Spieth against Fowler or McElroy against Kepka or Johnson against Woods. Whatever it is, Ricky Fowler needs a seat at that table. And I hope that he finds his way back because I'm rooting for him. Uh, I think that he's got, you know, just a ton of ability. And his downfall is a perfect, you know, is a perfect lesson for what can happen in golf. For all of us who get cocky when we bomb one 300 yards in the fairway and then proceed to top our next three shots into the green. If it can happen to Ricky Fowler, it can happen to you. But America loves a comeback. We know that. I hope he finds his way back. I hope he wins the Texas Open this week and plays at Augusta. Not likely. Maybe it'll be just the break he needs. Maybe he'll watch it. Maybe he won't. I don't know. I imagine he probably will. But I'm hoping that he can figure it out because I think golf is in a much better position when Ricky Fowler is playing well. So that's pod number one of golf. There will be more, I promise. Um, you know, I don't know. There's there's other guys like him that that have struggled. I brought up in the article Johnny Miller, uh, who is a, a name from yesteryear. And if you watch a bunch of golf, you remember him as uh, a commentator. But, you know, he won a couple majors, couple seconds at the Masters, then went through the yips, never found it. Returned to form a little bit, but was never the player he was. Uh, before the putting yips, and that's the only fear with Fowler is, what does it look like on the other side? Let's hope we find out soon. Uh, regional finals tonight. Michigan and Gonzaga both playing. Are they on a crash course for each other? Sure seems like it. We're talking Final Four in the next pod in a couple of days. In the meantime, be well. Great talk. We'll see you out there.